Golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with my special caddy of the evening, Will Perry. Hello, my friend. Hello. Good to be here again tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, of course. Oh, we sure do. We are headed into the big finals, the FedEx Cup. Tour Championship, East Lake, next week in Hotlanta, Will. And, boy, talking about hot, DJ Dustin Johnson winning big at the BMW Championship. His third victory of the year. Wow, 23 under par at Crooked Stick. I mean, this is not, you know, a public track here. It's it it always amazes me how some of these guys can play so well on on so many difficult golf courses and again you know another another guy where you know throws his name back into the mix of cuz he kind of disappeared for a couple of weeks i mean he was still playing well but he wasn't really contending contending he was fading a little bit on the weekends uh in in Dustin Johnson and so you know is he going to be the guy to be at the uh, tour championship up there at Eastlake. Well, he's certainly peaking at a good time. And here's the thing. You know, what I everybody's been commenting about is how DJ is now just got the complete game from striping it down the fairways, off the tee, and, of course, you know, his extreme distance to his wedge game, which he just has, I guess, been working on uh, diligently all year just, you know, dumping it all over the pins at the BMW. And he switches putters and now oh, has, Rory. Yeah, has this, uh, you know, whatever super-duper prototype tailor-made spider, uh, limited edition, and, you know, was talking about how, you know, it's a little bit bigger. Uh, he sees the line a little better, and he's just rolling it. And... Wow. Watch what? out for him if he can make some putts because there's no there's only a couple of I mean, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, two of the best ball strikers on tour. I mean, and Rory McIlroy. You know, Jason Day has actually had a little bit of a down year ball striking wise. I mean, not many people would know that unless they looked at the statistics. But um, you know, for someone who hits the ball so well, so long, so straight if he's rolling the rock, I mean, he could, you know, he could be one of the, the leading contenders for helping the U.S. at the Ryder Cup as well. And let's be honest here. Paul Casey is no 
short hitter. He beats Casey by three. At one point, he was up by five. I mean, Paul hung in there, but, you know, he was truly just outdistanced by DJ. And, uh, you know, it was just... Might, I, might Paul Casey be the guy that might just come underneath everyone, win the Tour Championship, win the FedEx Cup? I, he's he's right up there in the standings. I mean, I know that he hasn't won another playoff event, or he hasn't won a playoff event at this point, but that's not necessarily what it's all about when it when you get to this point. It's about putting yourself in position for that final week. You know, there was a really interesting DJ, uh, DJ, J.B. Holmes was in the hunt for uh, uh, some of the tournament, but um, they showed a really cool side-by-side, you know, He's he's an extremely long hitter as well during the telecast on Sunday. And what was so interesting is they showed the difference between their, you know, backswings. And, you know, J.B. Holmes gets to about 1 o'clock in that backswing. Pretty short. DJ yeah. pass parallel, and they both get to impact simultaneously. The club head speed on DJ is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's all about that, that foot before and the foot after the impact, you know, position. Most most great coaches always talk about that. You know that just as well as anybody. I mean, everyone has a unique swing. Everyone has their own way of doing it. And um, DJ is one of the, the one of the more unique ones. If anybody tries to do what he does, now be he, careful. <laughs> he claims that his brother's club head speed is faster than his. You know, his brother who's on the bag. Interesting. I'd like to see that. Yeah, crazy great. <laughs> I would like to see that too. However, I'm guessing maybe he doesn't quite hit it as straight as, as <laughs> Dustin. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, Casey, I think it really turned south for him uh, as they made the turn. He hooked it into the trees on number 10, then plunked it into the bunker and made a bad bogey. Uh, DJ birdie number 11 to go up by five. So, you know, he was always trying to make up ground. And on the 15th, Casey sunk a great putt for Eagle and Dustin answers right back with Eagle on top of him. So he just he just couldn't gain any ground uh, you know, the rest of the day. I think DJ's probably I think he's kind of finally overcome that mental hurdle. You know, from from last year his struggles at the US Open were very well documented, you know, past majors, things like that. And I think, you know, going back over the years and everyone always says once you get that first that first major, get that first one out of the way, it's a game changer, especially for a player like him with so much talent. Um, you know, same thing with with Jason Day. Um, you know, he went on just a tear. I th- what did he win? Seven tournaments or something over over that stretch. And you know, I think this is kind of you know like DJ's time here over these next maybe couple of years where. He's going to maybe win a couple of majors and win a bunch of tournaments and do a lot of damage to add to his career. Ricky Fowler's magical mustache, <laughs> not so much as he fails to that thing is make, epic. I love make it. the top 30. Uh, but he says he's going to keep it to Great. show his support for uh, Justin Thomas. But uh, I, I'm still uh, I'm not so sure about the, the, the cookie duster. Uh, let's look at the rest of the field because uh, this, you know, was – I always love the BMW Championship because so much is going on. I mean, it was a roller coaster throughout the round on Sunday. Some players moving seven to eight spots as they were trying to make that that final cut of 30. And interestingly, the only guy who was really giving 
the Dustin and Paul, any bit of poking, if you will, was Roberto Castro. Uh, he shot 17 under and had kind of an interesting round Sunday. He Not only did he drain it from the fairway, I think it was on 14, the par 4, but uh, also had a funny thing happen on 17. He he hooked it. It looked like it was in the water, but it actually held up on the bank. He, there was a frog that got scared and <laughs> leaped into the water. So it appeared that he had put it in the water and that, you know, he was going to be out of the tournament and, and actually probably uh, dropping of, dropping quite a out out of, of, He, he out made of one the, of the biggest jumps um, over the weekend between him, J.B. Holmes, and Charles Schwartzel. They were all way outside the top 30. I mean, Schwartzel was at 43. Holmes at 42, and uh, Castro was actually at 53. So for those guys to jump in there, um, you know, that's a pretty big big leap from being 10, 15, you know, spots back, if you will. Um, that's, it, that's good for a player like him. He's had a, a few good moments this year. Um, for him to sneak into the Tour Championship, kind of a little bit of an unknown journeyman-type player. Yeah, then there were a bunch of them all at minus 12. Charles Schwartzel, Ryan Palmer, Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar and J.B. Holmes. And Jordan Spieth tying for ninth just outside that group at minus 11. And Daniel Berger with a group at minus 10, which included Billy Horschel, Chris Kirk. And Billy Horschel just hanging around there a little bit. A name that you like to throw around, or throw around a little bit there. Well, he's uh, had pretty good karma with the FedEx Cup, and as we know, it's all about where you stand coming into the finals. And right now, the top five control their destiny. Dustin Johnson in first, Patrick Reed sitting in second, Adam Scott in third, Jason Day in fourth, and Paul Casey in fifth. Just outside that bubble are Rory McIlroy at sixth and Jordan Spieth at seven. Speaking of Jason Day... Had to withdraw on Sunday due to his back. Uh, spoke briefly to Ben Everill from PGATour.com before we went on the air, and Jason's been treated. Seems to be good to go uh, for next week, and of course, you know he's going to be able to have some extra time to rest. So yeah, that's you've probably got to figure good, that's good. not going to be an event that he's going to miss. There's no way. I mean, I'm sure that he was, to some degree, he might not ever admit it, but he was probably protecting himself to, to some degree. But I'm curious. I mean, of these top five, like you said, they all control their own destiny. I mean, who do you like? They're, it's hard to pick between between these five. Yeah, it sure is. Um, I I think right now Dustin is in the driver's seat here because, you know, with Jason having issue with the back and you were mentioning his driving accuracy, which has been, uh, you know, going south the past few weeks. Maybe it's signs of the fact that this back is a little, you know, more uh, injured yeah, yeah. Uh, and causing him problems because of tightness, et cetera. Uh, you know, can't, we can't uh, not look at Rory given the fact that he's got a victory in the stretch here. And we know if he gets, you know, the driver going and he's got a new flat stick he's feeling good about as mm-hmm. well. So I think there's a lot of interesting storylines developing here and, and Adam Scott, he knows what it's like to play under the big pressure. I think the question mark is is Patrick Reed. Well, you know, he's shown to, he's proven to kind of come through in a lot of big moments, but not consistently. 
And if there's anything, if there's any of these top players who've proven it more so over the last year, it would you would have to go with Jason Day or Dustin Johnson, and Jason Day is not really healthy right now. Um, but at the same time, Jason Day has also proven that he can, you know, win a tournament or play extremely well under adverse conditions. I mean, remember last year at the U.S. Open, he practically was, you know, uh, when he had the um, what is it? The the thing the vertigo. the vertigo in his ear. And, you know, he came out and played an amazing final round. Um, and so, you know, he could just really pull it together. You never really know. But and it, it's funny because it's it's like week by week, <laughs> you know, who each week we've been like, oh, uh, oh, it's Rory. And oh, it's it's Patrick Reed because Patrick Reed backed up the win with a, was it a, a second place or a third place finish? I mean, he was right there, you know, the week before at the Deutsche Bank. And, um, you know, it's hard to go against Dustin right now. He's, even though he he had a, a stretch between wins, he was racking up a bunch of top tens, a bunch of top fives. I mean, he's had 14 top tens, the most of any player this year. Yeah, crazy, crazy that's great. That's an extreme, that's amazing performance. I mean, of 21 events that he's played, 14 top tens. I mean, he's pretty much a guaranteed top 10 this year. Speaking of amazing performances, uh, we'll switch to the LPGA Tour because their fifth major of the season is this week, the Evian Championship over in France. And uh, good news for the LPGA. They've got an open week. Uh, you know, they're not playing against... Uh, it's all about them this week. All no, about no them. LPGA Tour event. Exactly. So uh, all eyes are going to be on the LPGA. And we have a really exciting duel going on there between Lydia Ko and Arya Jutanyagarn, who get hottest player, five victories this year. And interestingly, she's going to play without her driver... Uh, Does, she doesn't need it. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, this, I mean, let's be honest. She's she's crazy long. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's interesting. All of her victories this year have been without the driver. Mm-hmm. She can she can hammer that two iron. I mean, she hits her two iron as long as some guys on the PJ Tour hit their driver. Um, you know, it's funny coming in into this final this final event, and I know that we're going to get into it more a little bit later when Steve comes on to the show from Global Golf Post, but. It's exciting this week. You know, you've got Brooke Henderson as well, Jutanagarn and Lydia Ko, three really young players coming into the final event, both having, all three actually having one majors. Lydia Ko, the defending champ. You know, it's it's going to be exciting to see who's going to win. And not to mention, you know, uh, NB, you know, playing well. Um, I th- I think she's back this week, right? Or or did she pull out? I don't I don't know, but yeah. she was still having the injury with her right. thumb. Um, and I think all eyes on Stacy Lewis because she's sitting uh, at number seven in the race to the CMA CME Globe, which is the LPGA's version of the FedEx Cup. It's played here in Florida in November, and a big win could uh, you know bolt her up the board here and i think uh stacy would like to have a good couple of tournaments coming into the season finale and we're going to be announcing the winner of our grand cypress giveaway in our third segment tonight so stay with us the golf insiders we've got more golf talk coming up an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. 
We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry. I can't believe you just said the S word. And not that S word, but the golf S word. So I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. You never shank a three iron, do you, Will? No, but you know what I do struggle with sometimes? Wedges. Shanking wedges. I did go through a period where, like, I would shank, like, a 60 degree from, like, 80 to 100 yards. And it... La, 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 Yeah, la, la, like, la, la, la. just get that out of your mind, like... All right, you just sent about uh, 50 people off the road on yeah. I-4 <laughs> thinking about that. We never like to talk about no. the S-word, but anywho, back to business here, and... Dustin Johnson winning the BMW Championship. He leads the FedEx Cup. We are coming down the stretch here of the Tour Playoffs next week. The top 30 will tee it up for the big dough, $10 million. Wouldn't ka-ching, you love to get a piece of that And we are going to check in right now with the man who uh, is, uh, oh, hey, you know, he counts the zeros in his bank account once in a while, I think. Bye. Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Did you say zeros? Bank <laughs> <Like> account? <laughs> well, I didn't mention the commas. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness! So what a what a big win on Sunday, man! He just he devoured Crooked Stick, Bob. It, what a I mean, this was big time. Yeah, when we've we've been saying it now, it's like when he gets going, it's like he makes it look easy and and it makes it look like there's just no way he's going to be beat. I mean, um, I guess I wonder why isn't it always like that? Like what what's the difference in the other weeks? But you know, when he gets on a roll like he has been here in a few tournaments, uh, it's it's impressive. You know, he can just out overpower a golf course. And uh, as he mentioned afterward, you know, he's put in a lot of work on his wedge play, which which makes sense because he hits it so far, he's going to have a lot of wedges into par fours and par fives. And if you can dial those in, man, it's just going to be, you know, you've got such an advantage. And, of course, he went with the new putter. Last week he didn't feel he was putting that well, and all of a sudden now they'll start going in. And that's, you know, it all adds up to a – an impressive win, uh, you know, one that looked really pretty easy. Yeah, and a major dose of the big C, confidence, coming into Eastlake. Yeah, and it's a golf course that he ought to do well on. You know, it's um, it's a it, you know it's a formidable formidable test that uh, um, you know it's got. Uh, it's got plenty of, of length, and, and it's also got some par fives, though, that he can reach. And, and you know, it's all set up for him right there. Of course, you know, the way this thing works, though, is being number one in the in the points doesn't really do him any good unless he wins or unless somebody in the top – the other t- guys in the top five don't win. So, um, you know, I think we can probably agree that – Unless Jason Day wins the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup, uh, which of course he would if he did win it, and wins it impressively, then there's really no other scenario um, that would see Dustin Johnson not being Player of the Year. Uh, but you can be Player of the Year and not win the FedEx Cup, and that you know that's that's how the system works. But I think we all agree, you know, you win a major, you win a World Golf Championship event, you win a playoff event. Uh, it's uh, that's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I would say so. 
And how about Paul Casey? This guy has, you know, clearly been the hottest player in the in the playoffs. His game has just been firing all on all cylinders as well. And you know, he plays, you know, for the most part almost mistake free on Sunday and finishes three shots behind. He shoots 20 under, which any week would probably guarantee you a victory. And, uh, you know, it's not enough. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hard luck tale there for him. You know, the week before, um, he wins, even with a kind of a so-so final round, if Roy doesn't go low. I mean, Roy was six back and, and, and shot 65-1, and one, but nobody else really made a move. And uh, even though uh, Paul Casey shot over par, he, he would have won otherwise. So it's kind of some bad luck there. You know, he, got, he has a guy go low on him uh, and wins for the first time all year on tour and then has, you know, going up against Dustin Johnson, who just was on fire. And, uh, you know, Paul gives us now the scenario where a guy could win the FedEx Cup and it would be his only victory of the year if he wins the tour championship. And there's that weird possibility that will always exist for a guy in the top five to not win the Tour Championship and still win the FedEx Cup if the right things occur, which I'm actually kind of rooting for someday because I think it would really force them to look hard at the system if that happened. Um, you know, I think we all agree that the, the playoffs are great, but the way they arrive at a champion, you know, it, it's up for debate. There's a lot of different scenarios that are always kicked around and people wonder why they do it the way they do it. Uh, I would love to see a guy like Paul Casey finish second and win the FedEx Cup without having one tournament all year. I think that would be, that would be kind of funny. And it's, it's, there, if there's going to be a scenario where it could happen and a lot of strange things have to happen, but, uh, I'm sure he doesn't want it to happen that way. I'm sure he just wants to go ahead and win the tournament. What are your feelings on that? I mean, do you think that is an ideal scenario for someone to be able to win the FedEx Cup, you know, without having won an event? Or, you know, like you kind of were alluding to there a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a good scenario. But, I mean, the way they've set it up, it, 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 that possibility exists, which I think is, you know, they probably need to figure out a way to close that loophole. But the problem, you know, with, with the system is, they they want the best of both worlds. They they want it to be a playoff system um, where, you know, the guys who play the best at the end are the ones who can win it, regardless of what they did during the regular season. I mean, you know, we're going to see it here in, in the baseball playoffs in a few weeks. You know, there, there very well could be a wild card team that just gets into the playoffs, wins a one-game playoff to advance, and ends up winning the World Series and might have had the worst record by 15 games, you know. Uh, but that's the way it's set up. But the, but the other part of that, though, is if you lose, you're out. In 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 the PGA Tour setup, they kind of try to hedge both ways. They want the guys who've had the best years and who've won the most points to make it to the Tour Championship and be in the mix, and usually that's the case. If you're in the top 10 in the FedEx Cup points going into the playoffs, you're going to make it to East Lake. You're not going to be eliminated. Uh, but it, by the same token, though, a guy who has the best year is often not crowned the FedEx Cup champion. They've been lucky in some years. Last year's Jordan Spieth won. He, he was clearly the best player of the year. Uh, but it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, uh, they've, they, and that's, that's sort of the, you know, I guess the, um, the difficulty of what they're trying to do. They don't want 
Jason Day or Dustin Johnson to not make it to the Tour Championship or to, and to get knocked out. But they also want there to be some drama when you get there. They want everybody to have a some sort of a chance, um, you know, which is why I think there's been so much talk about, you know, having a tournament winner and then taking the top several guys and having them play for the $10 million the next day. Or There's been numerous suggestions put forth that might be more compelling and, and would allow for, you know, like let's not necessarily call the FedEx Cup, uh, FedEx Cup champ the season-long champion. You know, he's just the winner of the FedEx tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they've been remiss to change it. We kind of had the same format here for the last, I want to say, six or so years. And uh, after next year, there, there will be a chance to make some amendments because um, uh, the, the FedEx sponsorship is up. And if they renew or if somebody else becomes the title sponsor, there's there's the potential for maybe making some changes. And I and I, and I I hope they think it through and 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 think and uh, consider it because I think it can be better than it is. And it's not to say it isn't good. I mean, we've talked many times. This is way better than it used to be. It's great to have these big, all these big names playing in these tournaments at the end of the year here. Absolutely, and a, and a few wild cards as as we see uh, in the in the top ten even. Not only Paul Casey, but uh, Russell Knox, or you know my my new favorite Emilio. Emiliano Grillo, so you never know what could happen. Who who are you leaning towards, Bob, before we let you go? You know, I'm actually kind of leaning towards um, Rory to get it done, believe it or not. Um, you know, he's never won the FedEx Cup. Even in the, even in the two years where he was the dominant player, 2012 and 2014, um, you know, he, he wasn't able to win the Tour Championship, and so he didn't win the FedEx Cup. Somebody else beat him to it. Like, Brant Snedeker beat him out in 2012 with far less of a resume. I sort of look for Rory to be the one to to maybe sneak up on in there and, and get it done this time. And uh, uh, he's never won at Eastlake. It should set up nicely for him. He didn't have a great week last week, but I think he'll be motivated to. And, and uh, you know, but uh, like we were talking about, DJ looks tough right now, too. Kind of tough to, to bet against him. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, the drama will build for another week, and we will uh, check in with you next week live from Eastlake. Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. Always great to have you on. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. just make We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home. Fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G and Will Perry. And it is time, Will, to make the big announcement. Can we do the 
So we threw all the names into a big hat. For our Grand Cypress giveaway, who is going to be the lucky foursome? So first of all, let's thank everybody. Thank you for you know checking in with us and engaging with us through social media for the chance to play at uh, Grand Cypress. Fantastic golf course, as we all know. Uh, it's going to be a, an awesome time. Um, reached more than 5,000 people. You know, 13 people entered, 24 shares. I mean, we had we had a great amount of engagement on on this contest, and we want to announce that Ernesto uh, Gonzalez is the winner. Um, so reach out to us through the Facebook page uh, if we can do some claps, golf claps, and uh, we'll also send you a message as well. Hope you're listening. And uh, that'll be an awesome time for him and his buddies. Grand Cypress is our featured golf course of the month. Go check it out on the Golf Insiders website. And as always, you can connect with us, like us on Facebook, and tweet us. At the Golf Insiders, as always. All right. So we're going to go to one of our longtime favorite, favorite Golf Insiders. Used to be our very own golf writer here at the Orlando Sentinel. Now enjoying life. Up in Hilton Head Island, one of the most beautiful golf destinations on the planet. Uh, this lead sports editor for the Island Packet up there, wearing a lot of hats these days, but it's great to have him on again. Jeff Shane, hello, my friend. How are you guys doing? I, I hope you're drier than we are. We've got a tropical storm sitting on top of us. Oh, well, we're <laughs> glad it just blew on by. We don't uh, need any more rain. We we got a little bit of it on the East Coast yesterday, but I think it may have just made a direct hit for you guys after it uh, passed us. The worst thing is it's just kind of lingering right over the Savannah area, so we, we may have two more days of rain here before it decides to move on. Well, I hope nobody <laughs> in the makes I, for some bad golf. Yeah, I hope nobody much. in the area is heading up there for a buddy's trip. But I uh, mm-hmm. want to get your thoughts. I know you've you know covered the FedEx Cup many times, Jeff, and uh, big. We've been talking about the big win by Dustin Johnson and how you know his game just seems to have come together at the right time you know he seems to now be combining power with this incredible finesse between his short game and a new putter that is uh feeling really good to him your your thoughts as we're coming into the tour championship and the fedex cup finals next week well i i think we've all said that once dustin johnson got that big major win uh he might go on a roll and uh, certainly that's been the case this year. And, and uh, not only has he racked up three wins this year, but one of them was a major, one of them was a World Golf Championships, and now he's got a FedEx Cup playoff event. So uh, he certainly has my early vote for, for player of the year. And uh, I guess the only question is, you know, is East Lake in Dustin Johnson's wheelhouse? Because it's not a power golf course. It's uh, you know, much more old style, uh, even though the PGA Tours tried to lengthen it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and short hitters, Bill Haas, Brant Snedeker, Jordan Spieth, have, have tended to thrive at Eastlake. And the way this is set up, uh, we haven't had the guy that's taken the FedEx Cup lead into Eastlake leave Eastlake with the big trophy and the big check in the last six years. So, uh, I think we're going to be in for another Thrills and Spills Sunday when it comes around. 
we were kind of talking a little bit before the show and even a little bit in the opening segment. It's like it's been week to week. I mean, after the first week, we were talking about Patrick Reed, and then we were talking about, you know, Rory McIlroy, and now all of a sudden, you know, Dustin, he hasn't won in, I, I think it's probably been over a month. You know, he's still been kind of throwing his name into the hat, but, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of this week to week? And it kind of seems like, you know, there's probably five, six, or even seven guys that could really take this thing, uh, you know, after next week. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I I like any one of the top seven. I mean, we've got uh, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, uh, Paul Casey, Adam Scott, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy. I'm missing one. I know that. Um, It'll come to me in a second, but uh, uh, any of those uh, are, are certainly quality players that uh, that, that uh, are playing well at the right time of year, even if they haven't necessarily won. Paul Casey's in the top five based on two runner-ups, and uh, Adam Scott's got three top fives and three playoff events, and so all of these guys are playing well going in. They're finally going to get a week of rest, which some of them desperately needed, and uh, I, I think that uh, it should make for a really good uh, run at, over at Eastlake. Um, again, the question is, Eastlake does not seem to cater the pow- to the power guys, uh, and that might actually play to the disadvantage of a guy like Dustin Johnson. Yeah, and um, you've got, uh, you know, Patrick Reed in the mix, of course, as well as uh, – you know, Jason Day, depending on his back. But as as we drill down, there's Jason Day. You know, that's the name I forgot. The number one player in the yeah, world. Yeah, how do you yeah. forget him? Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, it happens, and you know, we are we are concerned about his back at this moment. Yes, we are. <laughs> And and that that's uh, definitely a concern. Uh, in fact, I was reading something not too long ago uh, that was saying, you know, Jason Day's swing is starting to look like Tiger's swing. And uh-huh. we know how he and Tiger have, uh, you know, ha- have become good friends and texting buddies. But uh, if Jason Day is putting too much strain on certain body parts, uh, we may have to get worried for Jason Day sooner rather than later. If we look just outside the top ten, uh, on the bubble is Jimmy Walker at 10. Brant Snedeker, who's, you know, he's got good karma in the FedEx playoffs, having been a past winner. Justin Thomas, uh, you know, that's a question mark. Phil Mickelson sitting at 13th. And Ryan Moore, who's been very hot at 14. So, you know, as you look outside that top 10, there's some pretty strong possibilities, too. Yeah, there really is. And, and uh, I, I might look out for Ryan Moore in a case like this. Um, because he's probably the best putter of this group, except for Brant Snedeker. And, uh, and Moore has, uh, he runs so hot and cold, you think he's gonna, uh, he, he's gonna catch fire, uh, after a win or, or playing well, and then, uh, all of a sudden he, he, uh, he wins and then he disappears a little bit. But, uh, I, I think that he's a guy that, uh, might be somebody that can sneak in and, Somebody who has also played extremely consistently, uh, even though he's never played a playoff event before until this year. Uh, but I really like what Emiliano Rio has put together in his rookie season. Your boy. He's my man. <laughs> he's my new man, Jeff. I'm telling you, I've been talking about him all year. And, uh, and, and well-deserved. I mean, he has uh, – obviously, he got the win right out the gate, but uh, – 
for the most part, he has kept himself uh, in the hunt in a lot of con- uh, a lot of places, including places like the Olympics and and World Golf Championships events. So uh, this is a player who I think we're going to see a lot of over the years. All right, Jeff, looking into your crystal ball, who's your pick for the winner at Eastlake? Hmm. Well, I, I I can't go against the trend that number one is not going to finish number one. So I'm looking below Dustin Johnson. And uh, I, I think the guy that I'm looking at is really not that far below Dustin Johnson. Patrick Reed has been the kind of player all year. Uh, he leads the tour in top tens. He has been the most consistent. And he seems to thrive in these kind of situations. And he's kind of gearing up for the Ryder Cup, too. So... Uh, I'll throw my support behind Patrick Reed next week. All right. We love it. Thank you so much, Jeff Shane. Always good to spend time with you. Check him out at the Island Packet. Jeff, where else can we read your? Well, I'd still do some, a little bit of work for PGATour.com, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll see uh, where, what other freelance I can, I can scrounge up. With the Ryder Cup coming up, uh, there's, there's some opportunities there. But uh, always right. glad to be back in Orlando, even if it's just my voice. I hear <laughs> you. So thank you so much, Jeff Shane. We love you. The Golf Insider. Stay with us. More Golf Talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders right. wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G. And alongside Will Perry. Will, we mentioned it at the top, it's the fifth major of the year for the LPGA, the Evian Championship, the LPGA in a rare TV spotlight, nothing else conflicting this week. They've often been criticized, the LPGA Tour, for scheduling majors on the eve of the men's majors, costing them certainly a lot of publicity and network coverage, but... Not this week. Not this week. They've got it all to themselves. All eyes are on the LPGA. And as we mentioned, they've got a compelling uh, duel going on between Lydia Ko and Aria Jutanyagarn. And we're going to go to our favorite guy from Global Golf Post, Steve Eubanks, to uh, weigh in on the fifth major for the LPGA. Hey, Steve. How are you, Holly? Awesome, my friend. This is exciting. It is incredibly exciting, and not only that, it's on the shores of Lake Geneva. Could it be any prettier? Ooh, and you're not there? I'm not there, no. I've got the Tour Championship, in, uh, in which is a home game for me in Atlanta. That's next right. Week. And so going from Evian, France, to the Tour Championship would have been a little much. Yeah. But uh, we, we actually, because we take the global in our name very seriously, mm-hmm. we have Louine Mayer, uh, our London correspondent, who is over there this week. She will be... Uh, She'll be covering all of the action for Global Golf Post from site. Yeah, she's terrific. So uh, give me your overview of what's shaping up here. And, you know, along with Lydia and Aria, we've got Brooke Henderson in the mix, Lexi Thompson, Stacy Lewis, Anna Norquist, who's been a winner this year, and Jarena Pillar, who has done quite well. Well, we do. And, and you know, I, 
I really want to see Jarena have a breakout only because she has now entered the, the final round in the final, in the final grouping uh, three times and, you know, once in a major and once in, in uh, the Olympics. And, uh, and she hasn't been able to close the deal. In fact, she's had some relatively poor final rounds. And I don't want to let that leave a permanent scar. She's got way too much talent. And I'm really hoping that she'll be able to pull this out. Now, if you were to ask me, do I pick her? The answer is no, but she is certainly my sentimental favorite. I, I couldn't agree with you more. N.B. Park is sidelined again with her uh, thumb injury. And again, uh, rumors that she may be considering retiring. Any news on that? No, no breaking news other than the fact that this, to me, magnifies her performance in the Olympics because clearly this didn't go away for that one week. She just fought through it. And I think in, in her stoic way, she would never admit it, but, uh, but this really makes this one of the, uh, one of the most courageous uh, golf events that we've seen and, and performances in, uh, in a big time, on a big-time stage. Because, uh, again, I mean, other than Tiger playing on a broken leg at Torrey Pines, has there been a better performance from an injured player than NB and Rio? I can't think of one. Yeah, and especially considering, uh, you know, the limited amount of play that she's had and her, you know, struggles even, I mean, in the round where she uh, had to finish to be able to get her, uh, you know, enough points to get into the LPGA Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, the two times she's absolutely had to step it up in play, she has not only done so, but, but really done so admirably. I mean, it has been uh, a, a tremendous year for Indy, despite the fact that her scores have not been what she is accustomed to. Well, I want to turn to the FedEx Cup because I know you live in Atlanta and you know East Lake Golf Club better than anybody. And just some thoughts from you on how things are shaping up for the Tour Championship next week. Golf course is in fantastic shape. Uh, the Bermuda Rough, they've let it go. It's, it's uh, very, very high right now. Um, it, it's, it's not going to be what we've seen uh, in, in weeks past where, uh, you know, guys are going to go out and you're going to have somebody shoot 7-under or 63 is going to make a charge. This is one of those where you could have single digits under par for the week uh, winning this thing. It is, it's going to be incredibly difficult. The greens are firm and fast. And, uh, it, look, I... I love East Lake. It's one of my favorite golf courses. It's one of the classic old designs. It's why the players love it so much. And, uh, and, and I think you're going to see a real shootout. Do you think it's, you know, as we know, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. It's, uh, you know, always the discussion that the top five control their destiny. Fortunately, now we don't have to work this all on whiteboards. We have all kinds of, you know, statistical people that, that crunch these numbers all throughout the weekend. But do you see it coming from that pack? Uh, we've talked about the fact that the number one seed hasn't been very successful in recent years, the last five, I think, out of the ten years of this FedEx Cup. What's, what's your uh, gut on, on who do you think is going to win? Watch Adam Scott. He has played so well. He has hit it so well. And this is really a ball striker's paradise. And he loves the golf course. He, he really enjoys firing at those flags. And, and that, his game sets up so perfectly for Eastlake that I think uh, he would really have to beat himself not to be the person that's in a position to win this thing. I'm keeping my eye, given what you said, on Brant Snedeker. Uh, yep. When you think about the golf course, and, you know, this is this is kind of the course that, that Brant can sneak up on you. And 
like I said before, you know, he's got the good mojo from there having been a past winner. What do you think? Uh, you know, when he won, and I was out there when he did win, he putted so well you couldn't believe it. Even the putts he didn't make looked like they were going in. Uh, if he has another putting week like the week he had when he won the FedEx Cup, nobody will come close. All right, well, it's going to be pretty exciting. And in terms of the LPGA, you're going to be able to watch them prime time from 6.30 to 12.30 a.m. Thursday, Friday uh, on the Golf Channel and Saturday and Sunday, 9.30 p.m. Uh, and 5.30 p.m. to early in the morning. It's going to be fantastic in terms of uh, prime time for the LPGA. Who's your pick to come out as the fifth? Major champion for the LPGA. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Anna Nordquist to be our champion this week. Woo, how about that pick? A little bit of redemption. All right, yep. and Will, who are you going to go with? I'll go with Jutana Garn at the Evian, and I'll take DJ for the Tour Championship. Ooh, I, um, I'm going with Lydia. Okay. I'll mix it up here. And I'm rooting for Paul Casey, darn it. All right, I can't go disagree with that. All right, there you have it. Steve Eubanks, thanks so much. Check him out, globalgolfpost.com. We thank all of our Golf Insiders tonight. We're out of here, the Golf Insiders. We love you.